The functions that we value most, we reward the least. And that is the quote of the day. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxon of SeanCroxon.com. Thanks for tuning in to our Friday episode. It's not Fan Friday. It's not Flashback Friday. Today, I'm calling it Finance Friday because, of course, I can't go through an entire week without posting a clip about money mindset because it's so incredibly important. Today's feature speaker is Neil Donald Walsh, who, of course, is the author of the Conversations with God book trilogy. And this clip, he talks about a mindset or a belief about money that when you really think about it, when you really consider it, is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm a guy who thinks about money mindset quite frequently. And this is something that I had never even thought of. And I found it to be so profound. So I hope you find it as profound as I did. And it gives you a big light bulb moment. And I will see you on the other side. Here's Neil. You know, it's amazing how many ideas people have about money that keep it away from them. I don't deserve it. I didn't do enough for it. And one of the most extraordinary thoughts about money that I noticed that many people have, which is, if I enjoyed what I did, I really shouldn't get paid a great deal, if anything at all. In fact, the better I feel about what I did, the less money I should receive for what I did. That's a thought held by many people. If we aren't careful, we'll find ourselves in a frame of mind that says the more difficult or upsetting or burdensome or unlikable the task is, the more I should get paid. In fact, that is the value system that is set up by our society to some degree. And if you're not careful, you will adopt that value system in your own life. That is, if it was likable, easy, quick, I shouldn't make a lot of money and I don't deserve to be paid a lot for that. Or maybe even anything at all. But if it was something that made me really work hard and I really had to struggle and strain to do it, and I hated it all the way, every minute of the way, then I will accept your money because, by golly, I should get money for all these bad experiences that I've had. But if it was a good experience, a joyous experience, an uplifting experience, then I shouldn't really get money for that. The result of that kind of thinking is that even when we are having a joyous, wonderful experience, we will create a lot of drama around it and cause it to appear to be turmoil and difficult in order for us to justify receiving a lot of money for it. The result of that is that a wonderful singer who once thought it was a miracle to get paid $10,000 to do a concert for a night now gets paid $100,000 for the same concert because she's become famous, but suddenly she has imagined that singing that same concert is just a matter of extraordinary Devastating, darling, you don't know, you don't know what it's like to have to go out there night after night and sing. 
And when you say, wait a minute, let me see if I get this straight. They're giving you a hundred grand to go out there and sing for an hour and a half? Let me see if I understand this. <laughs> Guess what you have no idea what I could go through. And people actually create that kind of drama around the experience in order to justify receiving money and accolades in other forms for something that they feel they don't deserve it for. And so they create the sensation of deservingness. They feel that if it's really a lot of trauma associated with it, then they can deserve it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And all of that comes out of a root thought that money should not be given for any good thing. That root thought is very prevalent in our worldwide society. Money should not be given for any good thing. Maybe just a little, just enough that you could survive. You can eke by. So we'll pay eke by wages to our ministers, our rabbis, our nurses, our teachers, the people who are doing the really good stuff. We'll let them eke by. We've got to give them you know, a few pennies, otherwise they can't go on. So we'll give them as little as we can get by with, and they can eke by. Because, after all, they're doing the good things, the worthy things, the things that uplift us. Our researchers for AIDS and for cures for the other diseases, let's give them just a pittance. Let them go begging for grants. Let them come to us on their hands and knees. Please, please, could I have another $100,000 to get through another couple of years and keep my research going? Please, 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 while we'll pay first baseman for the New York Yankees $2.5 million an hour. Say. And so the functions that we value most, we reward the least. And that's how we have it set up. Tell me if my observation is in the main wrong. I noticed this. The functions that we find most valuable, we honor the least. Indeed, it's worse than that. If a person is performing one of those functions and either demands or simply receives by happenstance large amounts of money, like a minister, he almost has to hide it or scramble to justify receiving it. I was asked on Good Morning America how I felt proclaiming myself to be a man of God and receiving many, many, many dollars, a large income from this work. I said I felt perfectly fine. (laughs) And the reporter said, but don't you see a contradiction there? I said, well, I suppose that if I made pornographic movies, it would make it better. Or did something else equally absurd. And then I could walk down the street with my diamond rings and drive my Mercedes-Benz, and everyone would say, well, you know, he worked for it. But if you're doing the work of God... You should be satisfied with that and live on a pittance. What is that about? What kind of a mindset, collectively, as a society, have we created, have we co-created here to allow ourselves to justify, through our social order, that kind of thinking? And yet, that's it. That's how it is, by and large. There are exceptions, but by and large. That's how it is. And it's another example of our insane thinking. Of course, 
Where it comes from is this, in case you're wondering why we set it up that way. And here's what I'm getting at. Here's what I'm driving at. There is a root thought in our system that suggests that money is evil. That is the root thought. And since money is evil, we give it for evil or essentially worthless things. If money were good, we would give it in abundant amounts for the good things. But money is evil. And so as a society, the body of the society is embarrassed to give large amounts of money to people who are doing very wonderful, pure, and glorious things because there seems to be, given our extraordinary value system, a contradiction in terms. You don't reward good with evil. You reward good with good. And we carry this to such an extreme that we will not allow ourselves to be rewarded for the good things we do with the evil of filthy lucre. On the other hand, if what you've asked me to do feels very evil to me, or at the very least unpleasant and difficult, I will be very glad to take that horrible stuff called money. Indeed, I will demand it from you. What? What? You want me to do what? Oh, all right. You'll give me a lot of money for that. You see? So what we have to do is change our collective idea about what it is we have decided to reward. And that begins individually. And then to change our collective concept about money itself. I don't know about you, but that one just completely blew my mind. Again, that was Neil Donald Walsh. His website is neildonaldwalsh.com. That comes from his audio program, The Heart of Truth, available for MP3, instant MP3 download over at nightingale.com. That's it for me. Please leave a rating and review for the show on iTunes. I really appreciate it. And I will see you next Monday with another quote of the day show. Peace.